Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, the series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we'll discuss some of the retirement topics financial advisors should discuss with clients in their role as financial educators. We'll get to this in just a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. Last week, I did a podcast on three retirement unknowns, our ignorance of the date of our death, our ignorance on which investments we'll profit from, and the unacknowledged uncertainty as to when clients will achieve relief from financial stress, which does not always correspond with accumulating the supposedly correct amount of retirement savings. I wanted to add to this discussion today with a sort of curriculum of items advisors should touch on in order to cover the bases in a process that most people find overwhelming, namely retirement planning. Planning our future is difficult. If you doubt that, think back 20 years if you're old enough and ask yourself if you ever thought back then that you'd be doing what you're doing now and living where you're living now. We are not experts in our own futures and planning for it can be stressful. Moreover, a whole lot of financial research shows that Americans have either not tried or tried and failed to plan their retirements. See, for example, a 2008 paper by Mary Willett called A New Model for Retirement Education and Counseling, which documents that people's perceptions about their retirement futures generally do not match their actions. Among other findings, this research determined that more than half of workers have not tried to determine what income they will need for a comfortable retirement, and further, that more than half of those surveyed said they arrived at their retirement number by guessing. This is why we have advisors who are on the front lines of the financial literacy battles they confront daily in their efforts to help clients plan for various life cycle goals. So here are the issues that require your illumination. First, you can help the folks in your ambit understand that they will need a monthly income. This was the subject of my interview with financial advisor Mark Mappa last week, a financial advisor whose new book explains that you can't spend a rate of return and will need to think in terms of cash flow. There are many ways to produce that income, but advisors need to at least convey this basic financial fact to clients trained by asset manager retirement charts to think in terms of portfolio wealth. That said, rate of return is important too. According to the Stanford Center on Longevity, people's estimates for the average rate of return that can be expected from investments for retirement range from 3.6% to more than 9%. That's a pretty big range, and the center notes that the Canadian Securities Commission uses rate of return estimates of more than 4% as an indicator of financial illiteracy. It'd be a good idea, therefore, for you to rein in unrealistic expectations. Next up is inflation. Many people understand that inflation erodes their purchasing power, but they may not know that inflation, which has been low for the past 30 years, may come roaring back. Another thing investors don't always know is that there isn't really just one inflation rate. It all depends on your own personal basket of goods and services. Retirees are big consumers relatively of health care, and it is therefore no surprise that retirement health care inflation is rising at about 4.2% a year, which is close to double CPI inflation, which currently stands at 2.3%. Other issues to discuss is how much people need to save. The estimates here can vary greatly between 10 and 20 times one's annual income. 
part of the reason for the wide gap is how many years you're trying to fund in retirement, 20 years or 30 years, for example, and how much of your pre-retirement income you expect to require, 60% or 80%. And that, of course, depends on how much the client expects to spend in retirement and on taxes. So there you have it. Discussing these issues, which don't have precise answers, is the essence of the advantage a financial advisor provides. It reveals the issues investors must think through to arrive at a plan and provides confidence they'd otherwise lack. It is essentially client handholding, explaining concepts and providing a sounding board so that investors can make better informed and thus better decisions. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.